You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Palmerbet on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight-up screamer. Download our app today and enjoy straight-up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same-game multi at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. A Balfour's in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Roots. Good afternoon, 3.34 on a Friday afternoon. Welcome to the show. Kimbo and the Roots with you on a cracking spring day. Thanks to our great friends at Balfour's who have been baking people happy since 1853. We are live from Studio Lumo USA. Let's welcome the Roots. Party people! Roots, here he is. Roots, here he is. Roots. Beautiful day, Roots. Glorious, Kim. Are you going to adjust your guesstimate for the crowd at Showdown W1 tonight? So we're hearing 22,000 tickets already gone. Or maybe just over, yes. Already sold. I'm sticking around 32,000. But I'd be happy for the number to continue to increase. 10,000 walk-ups. If you're at home, you're not going away for the long weekend, you're thinking of something to do, pop in. Conditions are beautiful here in town. We're at number one King William Street. Three and a half screw punts away from the oval. Well, you're a good right? kick. You're a good kick there. Probably eh? a little bit further, is it? Well, it depends if you land one in the water and you've got to take a drop. Yeah, Bly- if Blighty was kicking. Oh, it's one kick. It's one? No, yeah. no, no. It's, yeah, it's probably about, yeah. I'm trying to think of it seriously now. Where are you kicking from? Here? No, it's probably about here? 10, is it? Yeah, out here if all we right. went all the way down. That would be 600 metres. One would get you to Festival Plaza. One screw punt, because oh, it's bouncing Blighty. downhill. Yeah, bloody's mm. style. All right. We yeah, maybe three and a half. We've got a bit to get through. It's a busy day today. Uh, in terms of guests coming up, uh, Matt Rendell will join us at four o'clock, the list guru. A lot to talk about there. Carl Amon, the compensation pick, pick 27, Rooch, what yeah, we thought. Yeah, what we thought. Yep. yep. Uh, a bit surprised that it's declared as a four-year contract. So we kept hearing it would be a five-year deal, unless there's uh, an incentive clause, you know, the... Get you the fifth, who knows? Maybe Better wanted the shorter term, but more money. 650. It's pretty mm. much what we thought it would be. 435. There's a bit happening in the NRL this weekend on Sunday. Uh, Brett Kamali, uh, one of the greats of the game, yes. part of the SEN team up in Sydney. He'll be part of the coverage on Sunday as well, which you'll be able to hear mm. on our network. Uh, this is amazing. Parramatta Eels taking on the Penrith Panthers. The first time they've ever met in a grand final. And the Eels, uh, how many years into their premiership drought? 86 to 2022? Uh, what's that again? 36? Uh, 40, 46? 40, 30, no, it was 86. 86. So, yeah, so that's... Um, 36 years. Four, 14, 36 years. Yeah. 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 Uh, five o'clock, Phil Harper will join us, the General Manager of Football for the Crows AFLW program. Um, we had Juliet Haslam on yes. yesterday. So in fairness, we have Phil on today. So we look forward to having a chat to him. And we encourage everyone to get down there tonight. It's going to be a great game of footy. We're live and interactive. The text line is 04 
27154166. Had a change of thought then. I'm thinking, oh, I should be mentioning Kevin Sheedy, but we'll do that oh, a little bit dear. later. No, I, I'm just getting overwhelmed with information at the moment, Roach. Hey, we'll, we'll have the NRL Grand Final on our band, won't we? Well, well I did say that just only yeah. 30 seconds ago. Sandra, Sandra Sully, the late news. Good on you, No, Rich. I was just, just thinking about oh, that. So That'd you weren't good. listening to me before? No, because I was actually absorbing how the NRL players <laughs> are voting for a day grand final, Kim. Fair income. No, you weren't. No, I was you actually doing the listening. maths. <laughs> I was trying. 86, 2022, yeah, it is 36. All right, we'll get to that a little bit later. We need to acknowledge the Opals last night, defeating Belgium, 86 yes. to 69. So they will play tonight against China. <sighs> I think Ooh, they'd rather be taking on Canada. Yeah. Uh, so USA take on Canada for a place for the gold medal. Australia takes on China. That gets underway at 7.30 tonight. All right, we've got a lot to talk about, Roach. Before we get into it, though, we'll go round the grounds. Otherwise, we won't get back to all these things that have broken today. So let's just start off with something local. And um, Port Adelaide have announced a, a new coaching structure. Yes, the interesting thing with this is that Nathan Bassett goes back to take charge of defence. That's interesting because he was defence coach, then went forwards coach, now he's back to defence. Josh Carr takes the midfield, Chad Corns takes the forwards, working hand-in-hand hand with Tyson Goldstack, who'll take charge of Port Adelaide in the Sandfall, which All is right. an interesting so he'll dynamic be, down he'll there. He'll be the Sandfall coach. Yeah, and Hamish Hartlett's in there as well. So they're emphasising development. That's what they're saying down there, that it's a big development program now. So. Lots to get through, Roach, yep. because uh, there's been a number of best and fairest as well. We yes. want to hear from our very own Rory Laird. But uh, we touched on it last night that we believe that Brad Scott would be announced last night, and he was as Essendon coach. So at the time we left the show, the recommendation from that subcommittee that included Jordan Lewis and Robert Walls recommended Brad Scott. It was taken to the boardroom where then Essendon announced, or David Barham, the president, announced it was a unanimous, how often do we hear boards declare unanimous decisions? And Kevin Sheedy did not like this at all. He wanted it known and has made it very public that he voted for James Hurd, that the vote was actually 6-1, that he will support Brad Scott, but he wants it known. That he did vote for James Hurd. He wants the Essen fan base to know that he supported James Hurd. He wants James Hurd's family to know he supported James Hurd. Well, he's been just a man of his word, isn't he? I know yep. normally you have to say, right, yep. even though we don't, this isn't unanimous, we need to have this uh, go yep. in on a unified front. But yep. so this is he's his still statement. saying he's going to support Brad yep. Scott. But this is his statement. I'm extremely disappointed that the comment from my club was that it was fully endorsed when, in fact, I voted for James Hurd to be the coach of Essendon. The vote was 6-1. Now, I would have expected that to have been written, and in the end, the board vote actually declared. But I want to make sure all the fans know that I voted for James Heard, and I'm extremely disappointed with the report that went out from the Essendon Media Department. I'm not happy. Don't tell the Essendon fan base an untruth. This is what happens when you bring new people into the club. <laughs> Media whack, Department, whack, take whack. that. Um, will that just blow over, or will this cause a problem? Can you really get into trouble for telling the truth? No, I don't think He's he also can. declared that he's going to support Brad Scott. Yep. Because he's an Essendon man, but he's made it known. He wants the truth known, not an untruth. I think it's fair enough. Yep. A lot of people are making a lot of it. Damn media, Roach. If Essendon had declared last night that the vote was 6-1, how would have it read? We know why they stay unanimous. They want to see yep. that everyone's on the same front. But if they actually had put out that statement last night, the board has in, endorsed by a majority vote, how would have that read? 
then people would have made something out of that too, wouldn't they? See, people saying here, text coming through, time for Shooty to move on. He's Ooh, had yep. his time. Mm. I think he's still got a lot to offer. I understand Well, that. some people are declaring it's untenable for him to stay on the board if he doesn't endorse the coach. He's mm. got to stand aside. So it'll be interesting to watch. Need to keep moving, Rich. Yes. Uh, Jordan Dugowie. Surprise, surprise. Finally signs the contract with Collingwood. So he's got this five-year deal. So told you, told you, told free you. Free agency. Mm. Got the deal he wanted. That's yeah, what happens well. when there's two clubs that are after you as well. Yep. Carl Amon we touched on. We'll bring that up with Matt Rendell. Uh, mm. That deal is now done. Pick 27 goes to Port Adelaide. Um, some D-list things, Roach. Uh, Sydney uh, have delisted a couple of players. Lewis Taylor. Now, do you remember Lewis Taylor winning the Rising Star? I do, because there was some controversy there with... Um, David um, King. David King. Because he kept saying, watch for Lewis Taylor. And he's odd he shortened voting. or he something. Was yeah. yeah, he's odd shortened. So Lewis Taylor played 112 games for Brisbane, went to Sydney, only played 12 games with the Swans. Not a great move in the end when you look at it. No, it didn't work, but they threw him a lifeline. So he leaves along with Barry O'Connor, who did not play a game for the Sydney Swans. The Irishman and uh, a retirement or a delisting at West Coast Eagles? Yes, retirement. Redden, yeah. Well, no, retirement. He's called called an end to it. Uh, I'll just get his numbers, sorry, because I put that on the bottom here. But, yeah, he's pulled the pin. Started with Brisbane. Yes, moved over to West Coast, and it's been a difficult time at West Coast all up, too. He hasn't had the easiest of runs either, has he? Have you found it yet, Roach? No, we can move on. No, we'll move on. We're not being disrespectful. Very no. good player. Had a wonderful uh, career. All right, a number of uh, best and fairest last night. The Cats had theirs. Yes, and there was a tie. Jeremy Cameron. Second one ever. Guthrie. Yeah. Do you know the last one? The last tie mm. for a club champion. No, I can't think. I think it was 2009. It was with Gary Ablett Jr. and Corey Enright. Ah, okay. Corey Enright, I think. Okay. All right. I stand corrected if anyone wants to do that. Surely, surely whoever comes next on the leaderboard is not the runner-up. Should be the third place getter, shouldn't it? Well, look, why, what have they written? They've written runner-up. Well, that's fair enough. Second to the winners. Yeah, I thought that meant you were third. Stop being pedantic. pedantic. Right. Time's against us, Roach. A lot yep. to get through. All right. Anything at the court you are there? The two winners, anything else? No, I, I think we can. Oh, right, Guthrie well, was clearly one of the better players of Geelong this year, well, and it's good that they've recognised a key position player, isn't it? All right. I'd like to acknowledge Tyson Stengel to finish fifth oh, in course. the best yeah, and get there. I yeah, think well, that's a huge well. effort. Yep. Sydney had their BNF as well. Callum Mills, not surprised there, are we? Uh, no, had a wonderful season. Yep, absolutely. So Who came second, third and fourth? I don't have all that. You I do just put have the winners. it all. You do have it oh, all I there. I have all this paper. I do know. I've got to go through it all again. Roach, no, we're in the information business. Come oh. on. Well, can I do Adelaide's then? Because I did do one, two and no, three No, we'll there. get to that when we get to Rory Laird a little bit later on. Oh, I haven't got it here. All right. Well, I'll let you know that Chad Warner came second. Right. Uh, he's going to be a player of the future. I was surprised James Robottom came third. Luke Parker fourth, Isaac Heaney in fifth position. Dane Rampey ninth and uh, Ollie Florent finished in tenth position. And the other big news at Sydney, Tom Papley gets a five-year contract extension. So he has uh, looked at free agency and said, nope, I'm going to stay with the Swans. And the Adelaide one, we'll get to it very shortly, but Rory Laird becoming Mm. one of four players now to have won three Malcolm Blight jackets. Andrew McLeod. Mark Rusciuto, Simon Goodwin. Yes. He's in great company. In elite company, True. isn't he? Yep. And uh, spoke very well. We'll hear that shortly. All right. We've raced through all of that. Uh, we'll get to the text very shortly as well because we don't hear a lot out of the Adelaide Football Club when they're negotiating. Well, we don't hear a lot from them with a lot of things, really. That's always been their mantra. Um, 
just happened to make the papers a lot the last five years for reasons they didn't want. But Justin Reid spoke on Trade Radio this morning, so we're going to try and bring you up to date. There's quite a bit of Justin, but it's all worth hearing. Uh, this is on the negotiations with Isaac Rankin. Yeah, I think Craig uh, went on the record yesterday. We've had a few discussions with Gold Coast, and I think they're heading in the right direction. I won't go into the detail, but obviously um, pick five sitting there and... Uh, we're just, I guess, working through what that looks like. So, um, you know, we'll catch up a bit more next week and, and work through that as we get closer to the deadline. Do you anticipate, Reedy, to have to pay more than, than pick five? And would you be willing to do that to get Rankin across the line? Oh, look, we're, we're obviously Isaac's a priority. Um, we want to get him into the football club and we'll work through that with Gold Coast. So I won't go into specifics, but um, certainly pick five is, is a very good pick and, you know, we'll work through that together. I'll um, translate that for you. They're offering pick five. They think that's enough, but the Suns do want more. So there could be a third-round pick goes in there as well. But that's where they sit at the moment. That deal will get done. Uh, This is ready on when they thought they were a good chance of landing Rankin. Yeah, Cal. I mean, Isaac, obviously, we knew he was a high-end talent coming through the South Australian pathway, and he's a massive Crows fan. And, look, sometimes... Uh, things happen quickly or things take time when you're talking about acquisitions. So, you know, we knew from day one that there was always a possibility of Isaac wanting to come home. There's really strong family ties and, and, and relationships in South Australia. And I think he's gone on the record, you know, growing up as a five, six-year-old, jumping off the couch and taking marks in his crow's jumper. So um, we've kept in contact with, with his management throughout. And I think, you know, he played this year on Adelaide Oval, Port Adelaide v Gold Coast, and it may have sparked something that, probably left the door open for us. So, you know, we're wrapped that Isaac's keen to get back that Adelaide Football Club in South Australia itself and hopefully we can work through that over the next week for him. That's how it works though, Roach. Make no mistake, they've been into him from the day that he left. Now, here's the question that answers hopefully all the texts we've been getting. Is Adelaide going to do anything else? He's ready again. Yeah, Cal, I mean, Isaac, obviously, we knew he was a high-end talent coming through the South Australian uh, no, pathway. And he's a massive... We'll go to, uh, will there be any more movement during the trade period? Riley, I think I think we'll be pretty quiet. I mean, um, day one, that, look, Isaac on the back of Geordie Dawson last year. We've gone to the draft, as you both would know, over the last four years, you know, with a lot of picks and, and bringing in some high-end talent. So we need to give that time to settle. So we have uh, need to expose the list, get some games into the list as well. So I think we'll be pretty quiet. We'll... We'll look at Isaac and then and go to the draft, most likely. We're pretty tight for list spots as well. Which is basically Ooh. what I heard in Melbourne. Mm. Cow noise. Yes. So they are working on a long-term strategy rather than a short-term fix. Yeah, definitely. So don't expect too much more activity from what's already been done. Uh, this is Reedy on Matt Crouch being a, being a contracted player. Riley, I think I think we'll be pretty quiet. I mean, um, look, Isaac on the back of Geordie no, Dawson that's last not year. It. Wrong one. We'll, uh, just on logs, uh, yeah. yeah. We'll get Matt Crouch. No, we'll find it, Kim. We'll find it. One C. It should be. Let's see if we can grab that. I think we've uh, got it coming. Is it? Yeah, can now we? We Matt's contracted to twenty twenty three, so I think we've, we've we've been on the record. I understand the interest, especially in South Australia, being a best and fairest winner, all Australian. Um, he's a quality individual and player for our football club, and at times found himself out of the team this year. So we understand the interest. But no, Matt's uh, a contracted player and we expect Matt to um, have a big off-season and, and we'll see him in the Crows' colours most likely next year. In yeah, other words, Crows just, colours in which league? Yeah, they're just playing hardball there, saying that they, they want him. Yeah, but um, playing hardball. But is there interest elsewhere, Kim? 
we've got to nail this down. Are there clubs there will be going interest. into the there meetings will be on interest Monday saying, we want to talk about Matt Crouch? There will be interest, and they need to say that he's still required to keep his price up somewhat. But I think most people can see through that. Let's keep going with these routes. I'm putting any, everyone under pressure here. We've got a bit to get through, though. There's a lot that happened today. Uh, Reedy was asked what deal would get Frampton over the line. Yeah, look, well, I've caught up with uh, Graham Rod on a couple of occasions and, and, and pretty clear that I think a future three will get that done. So we'll just wait for, for Collingwood to come back and see what that looks like. They've got a bit on their plate as well. So I guess they'll work through a few things, but I think that should uh, get it done. You'd be happy with that, wouldn't you, if you were Adelaide? Future third rounder for Billy Frampton? It's uh, not part of their plans. I'll be intrigued as to how far Collingwood wants to go. I mean... They'd also know that it's not a high priority because they'll get him as a delisted player. Yeah. He's not going to be relisted by Adelaide, yeah, is he? Exactly. I think they'd be more than happy if they got a future third rounder yeah. there. Uh, a lot of people interested in Jimmy Rowe. He's a bit of a uh, fan yes. favourite. He's a, he's a nice fellow. I get the feeling he'll be put on the rookie list, but let's hear from Reedy on Jimmy Rowe. Yeah, it's an interesting question. I mean, this time of year, a lot of clubs have, you know, at least half a dozen players on hold through this trade period. So, and, and Rowe an outstanding young man and has played 36-odd games over the last two years. So we need to probably work through this trade period and just see we sit with uh, our list spots and rookie spots and see how that plays out. So it's um, not an easy time and, and they're hard conversations to have, but they've been ongoing conversations for a while. So we've got three or four in, in the same boat. So it's, um, we'll have to work through that once we get through trade period. It's a terrible time for a young man or any footballer when it's their profession, it's their dream and it's their livelihood. Uh, We went through it with Riley Knight a Mm. few years ago when he was a regular on our show, not knowing what his future was. Um, It would be excruciating. So So, I think that's his lifeline though, Reach, a rookie list. So at the same time Justin Reid was on Trade Radio talking about Frampton, Crouch and Fisher Mackesee in the end, Fisher Mackesee's leaving Adelaide Airport and declaring that he's in talks with the Victorian club. So where's he going to land? Well, this is what Justin Reid had to say on Lockie Shoal and Fisher Mackesee. Yeah, Riley, I expect both guys to be at the club. Yeah, I'm not sure. Obviously, there's a lot of noise and speculation around, uh, or not this time of year, but even the three or four months leading into the trade period. But no, we certainly expect those boys uh, to be at the football club next year. All right, that's fairly comprehensive, whether it all stays as stated. We will wait and see. It's normally not the case, as we well and truly know, Rooch. Got through a bit there. If you're a Crows fan, uh, let us know what you thought of all those comments. Um, We'll take a break, then we'll come back and we'll celebrate one of our favourites, Rory Laird. A Balfour's in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and the Roots. Great to have your company on a glorious Friday afternoon, 3.56 in the city. This is The Run Home, thanks to Balfour's. A Balfour's in one hand, your team's colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. Crows had their BNF last night, uh, Roots. Rory Laird was the red-hot favourite. I reckon we picked the one, two, three, four. wasn't hard, was it? Well, four votes between Rory Laird and Jordan Dawson. Mm. Well, Dawson had a sensational year. Ben Keyes, Taylor Walker, it's pretty much the leaderboard we expected. Yeah, and then when we spoke to Rory last night, he said uh, maybe Brody Smith would get close. Well, he came fifth. Yep. Great to see Darcy Fogarty finishing sixth mm. in the best and fairest, followed by Shane McAdam, seventh. Tom Duday, who didn't have his best year in eighth. Sam Berry, ninth. And Jake Saligo to finish top ten. Probably highlights where Adelaide's at at the moment yep. and why they finished where they yep. did. Um, we want to give a little bit of air time to Rory Laird. Mm. We think he's an absolute ripper. This is part of his acceptance speech. It goes for a minute 45. Uh, 
apologies if I miss anyone. I'm doing this off the cuff. So um, first of all, I'd like to thank um, all the coaching staff from Matthew Nix to the uh, development coaches, um, to the line coaches and James Rowley and Scotty Burns. Um, and most importantly, uh, Nathan Bamberlo, which I have a lot of time with during the week. Um, he lets me play my game and has helped me develop into the midfielder that I am now. And I know there's a lot more work we're going to put in to, to get better. Um, but you'll help me at training and um, you know the, the amount of time you invested in me personally to help me get better even after 10 or 11 years is amazing. Um, to my teammates, um, you know, I think uh, you can see what what people are saying up here, you know, coaches and other players, how we're fitting as a group um, and how we gel together and, and the actual commitment and dedication to get better as a group is, you know, second to none. And I know that we've we've been in games this year and it's been frustrating, but I know you can see the the, uh, the turn of events are coming quicker. Um, to all the sponsors of the club um, and all the people that make the club work, thank you. Um, it's a very well-run club. Um, really appreciate that. Um, to my f uh, to my friends outside of footy, um, thank you for keeping me humbled and grounded. Um, really appreciate it, the support you give me uh, away from footy and, and sort of get me away from what can be pretty taxing and, and daunting job at times. Um, I do really appreciate that. And uh, as I sort of touched on uh, to my family, um, not only the, my parents in the room, Amani and uncle, but you know both my nanas, uh, my pops, uh, my sisters, all all five of them. Um, all, all the support they give me um, is amazing. So I'm sorry if I've missed anyone. Um, I don't like public talking. And if I, uh, I have and I think of you, I'll, I'll definitely give you a call. So thank you. Well, I haven't got a call yet. Or you, do you get one? Uh, 8.32 this morning. You got one, did yeah. you? Yes. Oh, did you have him on brekkie this morning? No, no, I didn't do brekkie this morning. Oh, he rang you just yes. personally, did yes. he? All right. Well, we won't be using him next year, Rich. Oh. Uh, no, we're very happy for him. Uh, elite company, isn't it? He's it now is. one of the three times. Rue, Bungie, Goody and Lairdy. Yeah, it's a very, very elite group. Let's see if he stayed humbled. I don't know the answer to this question. He was asked if he thought he was unlucky not to be in the All-Australian side. Your second half of the season, oh, as we know, yeah. was phenomenal. You're two-time All-Australian. Some would say you were a bit unlucky not to be picked this year. Uh, no comment. <laughs> <laughs> no comment. Um, I saw Soda was on the news last night. So who was hosting? I didn't watch it last night. Whose voice was that? That was Rosanna, wasn't it? Was it Rosanna Mangarelli? Sounded like her voice. Was it? Oh, very good. Well picked up, Rooch. Uh, it's uh, four o'clock. Stack of texts coming through. We'll attend to those very, very shortly. Here's one, though, Rooch. You've been trying to answer, and we're getting a lot of these. When is Port Adelaide having their best and fairest? Well, my assumption is it will be at the end of their AFLW season, which we don't know when that is to end. That isn't confirmed yet because they do have 10 home and away games and hopefully there is a final, but who knows? But I would imagine they're wanting to wrap it all up in one big show. And by then the blokes are back in their training, so they'll don't have to take a day from their holidays. So women, women will have finished. When the women can't mathematically make finals, they'll set a date. I would think so. Yeah, it makes a bit of sense. Great to be all inclusive. Here's one on the old uh, coaching. But then they might go all the way to the grand final, Kim. He, who? Port Adelaide women. Roach. Another I live in hope. Happy to have a coffee on that. Um, <laughs> a lot of comments. You, you read out the uh, the coaching lineup. Uh, yeah. Port Adelaide is turning into a poverty level coaching department. Oh. Disgraceful effort. Just reading it. How no name on that, that one. It's a genuine text. How rude Rooch. is that? Matt Rendell coming up next.
minutes past four. What a cracking Friday afternoon. The scene is set for Showdown W1, Port Adelaide's home game, taking on Adelaide. A lot of texts coming through saying there'll be over 30,000. Well, there's over 22,000 already sold. So... Could be a huge crowd. A lot of people walking past with mm. their Port and Crows jumpers on already, Root. Good to see. It's going to be a big one. Looking forward to it. We're here thanks to Balfour's. No matter your club's colours, Balfour's are for the game. Trade Radio update for CMC Markets. Trade your way with CMC. Visit cmcmarkets.com. The list guru, Matty Rendell, joins us. Hello, Matthew. Good afternoon, fellas. Uh, yeah, sorry I missed you yesterday. I started, I did the three to six shift with Soss and Damo, so I missed you. No, 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 probably totally understand, but you've had us on the edge of We've our seat for yes. two days. <laughs> two What's days happening no. at Gold Coast? What is the big story with bows? Uh, no, well, everyone assumed it was 8.50. Yeah. Uh, but it was actually 8.50 by two. It was actually two years, 1.7 million. That's why they're giving up pick seven. Oh. Well, still, it wouldn't entice anyone. Still, would it? You wouldn't want to pick up that. Who could afford? Oh, you to want to bet? I tell you, really? I tell you who's yeah. the front runner. I tell you, who's the front runner. You won't believe this. Mm. Geelong. Well, can they Geelong play one point eight or one point seven or whatever? One point seven. Well, they'll they'll blow out the contract to a four or five euro. Yeah, and ah, he won't right. be getting much in the. So they give him two and a half. Yep. So that's an extra eight. Over three years, which is what's that two, two something, two eight or whatever, um, two seven. Um, so they'll year, stretch it out uh, to four so years, and it'll be about two or five years. So he averages yeah. out about five hundred. So Matt, what would Geelong have to absorb seven. in year one? What would they have to take up in well, that first well, year? Well, Joel Selwood's yeah, salary yeah. would be eight. Well, seven. I think they're going to. They would have to back into the first year because look. I, they so they're allowed to do that? They're allowed to rework it? Yeah, of course they are. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, absolutely. As long as it's honoured. Um, so, mm. yeah, no, they, you have to rework it. You couldn't pay that. Yeah. Well, not many could pay that amount of money in the first year. Yeah. So they'll have to back into it. So I, I went through it last night, yes, on Trade Radio, that uh, they've lost three this year, but not on Big Doe, uh, Higgins, Dowhouse, uh, Selwood. Uh, but I thought the end of next year, they could lose Tui, yep. Hawkins, Smith, there was two others there that I thought possibly I can't think of off the you top of my head. You didn't say danger. No, 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 I thought he's still got at least two yet, two yep. left. Yeah, least two. Uh, there was two others I can't remember who they were. Um, they could lose four or five, and, mm. and that'll and that'll uh, create a heap of uh, space to fit bows in. And now it looks like they're going to get Oliver Henry. Yeah, so that, I that, that, just, just on all of that, Henry, uh, that, that has been mm. staggering. I mean, we know once people don't sign, well, I agree with you. going, but he, he is an untapped talent. Oh, he, there's a lot of Stevie J around mm. about him. Mm. Heap of Stevie J about him. I mean, he, he won a couple of games by himself this year. Yeah. In fact, four goals he kicked in the wet in Perth was outstanding off off the Medi sub. So why is he one out? Uh, well, they've they've low balled him on his contract apparently, and and. Um, I don't know why. Um, I know they've got similar types in the forward line, but, you know, Billy Elliott's 30. Mm. This kid's 20. Um, Johnson's there, obviously. Um, very similar, Johnson and him. Yeah, but my uh, check's my getting check, up my there now. 30-odd. Yep. Cox is plus 30, 31, 32 maybe. Mm. Um, but they're bringing McStay in as well. 
and they've got um, oh, the bloke from Geelong, uh, Kruger. Mm. Who so, did, did his shoulder this year? Oh, I'd be trading out a few of those blokes and keep Henry myself. Yeah, that one's that uh, one staggers me. But uh, but uh, what I did, I can't remember if I spoke to you blokes about this. I, was, I certainly spoke about it yesterday. That Geelong have got thirty country kids on their list, and they're going to add Tanner Bruin, local. Mm. They're going to add Henry, local, and um, they're into the market for Bose, who is from Cairns. I'm calling him a country. It's a big attraction for the no, country. Regional, regional they're the only, the only country AFL team in the in the comp. So, and and we do know that um, kids that are brought up in the country, they got a big attraction to go back there. Yeah. Uh, they don't really like the city that much. I know I used to target quite a few of them to go to Adelaide because they didn't like Melbourne that much. But they liked Adelaide because it wasn't too big, too busy. So uh, I can understand the attraction of going to Geelong and um, with these country kids. Well, Matt, you got it right. The AFL with their secret herbs and spices did give Port Adelaide a second round compensation pick for Carl yeah. Lemon. It certainly wasn't going to be the end of first round like Chris Davis no. at Port Adelaide no. had hoped for. I don't know why he was thinking that. Oh, well, you've got to argue for it, don't you? You've got to argue for it, but eight million to what it was. Yeah. Eight million. Yes. So you're still putting that on the table for Junior Rioli at West Coast? Yeah, yeah I would. Oh, really? I think it's a pretty easy thing. Yes. Well, what do you reckon later? Yes. <laughs> well, Jim drives a hard bargain. Look at his age and how many games he's played oh. in his history. I know it would get yeah, it done in a heartbeat. How old's Amon? I know, I know that, but he's a bloke they chase hard. Yeah. And a bloke they desperately need. It's a pick 27. You know, you, if it's 35, I mean, what's the difference between 27 and 35? That, um, this really annoys me when we come to draft time, uh, you know, nitpicking over, you know, seven or eight picks uh, differences in the draft. Too many of them do it. Stephen well, Wells never does it. He never nitpicks. Right, I've been, but I've too did, many of them do it and, it up, and it holds up the whole draft. Trade. I've, ju- I've just been told off. Uh, yes, no, no, I've no, got no, an escape. All right. Roach is rubbing off on me. I'm getting a coming a tight ass. Well, <laughs> now here's the next bit, Matt. Kim <laughs> Dillon is convinced that when these trade talks begin on Monday, Matt Crouch will be currency. With who? <laughs> Give me a club. I got a text well, here. I keep as well. asking that of I, Kim, and he assures me someone's I, going to I, take him. I, I, I've got a text here. I've got a text here. It says Kim, there was no interest in Krauts last year. What makes you think things have changed? That's from Damien. Well, he didn't play it all last exactly. year. Exactly. He had to come off a year with the groin. Well, come uh, on. Donnie Pike will take him. Norman's on the line. Tell me which player. Donnie, Donnie Pike will take him. Loves him. The Sydney Swans are. Yeah. He'd be beautiful okay. there in the midfield. Quick handball out to Chad Warner, and away they go. Well, with uh, Roadbottom in there as well. He's doing a defensive role. Polled well in their best and fairest. I will be staggered. I know I've got coffees with you for a year. Oh, (laughs) I did that two weeks ago. I remember my bets, Roach. Not like you. No, you you had the bet. I didn't agree with you. Oh, you didn't? Well, there you go. How are you going to pay this off anyway? (laughs) Well, he didn't agree to it. I don't have to. (laughs) Hey, what about uh, Essendon's uh, new coach? Your thoughts on Brad Scott? Have you had many dealings with him over the journey? No. Um... Look, he's pretty intense, isn't he? Yes. Um, he looks he's, grumpy. Um, he's a looks grumpy. <laughs> Look, I, you know, at the end of his tenure at North, you know, he, he was plum tuckered out. Yeah. He was, uh, he was uh, mentally um, uh, shred. So what do you end. read on this, Matt? Why uh, does Essendon go with an experienced man who's had a little bit of time out 
rather mm. than as Collingwood did with the new age coach who's got a strong CV like Adam Uzo had. So where's, where's um, the thinking in the Essendon boardroom? Yeah, I look, well, he fits their bill of what they decide, what they wanted to do at the start, an experienced coach, you know, nine mm. years or nine and a half years, uh, had, you know, reasonable success there. Um, you know, he's, we know he's the hard ass. Um, so I don't know. They're saying Dean Sullivan's going there as well. And there's always been good rats on him. Yeah. Um, look, the only thing I'll say about it, and I don't know enough, but, um, David King's got his reservations and I think he knows stuff that we we obviously don't know and he doesn't want to tell us. From North Melbourne. So, yes. Yeah. So that's my only reservation that there's something there that we don't know about. Well, they just don't like each other. Um, Brad Scott tried to run yes. through him in one of his last games at Marvel yeah, Stadium. Yeah, I know. He said he, he said he was a visitor. What did he say? He was a visitor to yeah. um, yes. North. So... Um, so I don't know. I, I just I, I hope it's okay. Uh, they don't need another disaster. Well, your good friend, a comp's a good comp when Essendon are you know up there and about. Up well, your, and about. Good, your good friend Kevin Sheedy hasn't stayed silent. No, well that's an interesting thing, isn't it? So um, my information that heard was the most impressive. Okay. Um, so, oh look. Yeah, this is a tough one too. You know, he hasn't been united with the board. But, you know, at the same time, I half agree with him. Why didn't the board just come out and say, you know, the the board wasn't unanimous, it was 6-1. Yep. Don't even have to say who. But, but that's transparency to the members. Yeah. There's not enough of it, mm. transparency. And I think, essentially, that was, that's what Kevin Cheedy was saying. I you like know, it. Be transparent with the board. Say it was 6-1. You, don't, you didn't even have to say it was Kevin. Exactly. No, like, hey, just a and real quickie. And that's what it would have finished. Uh, yeah. You've you got to do this one in 30 seconds. Hi, Kimbo and Roach. Can yep. you ask Matt Rendell what the SA clubs are doing with this year's draft, seeing a number of 2023 top crops are looking good? A few good SA boys. Um, well, it's, they're not doing anything at the moment because mm. Crows will lose pick five for Rankin. Yeah. And, and I'm, we're still waiting on you know, the Graham thing with Richmond and Paul, which means yeah. they could lose their pick eight. Yeah. So um, let's just wait and see if there's uh, another, uh, if there's a big key back uh, and Porter still got pick eight, I think they'd go that. I think the answer to this um, question, you've just said it, uh, they're not going to do much this year because 2023 yeah. is meant to be a bumper crop. Hey, Matty, we always well, love chat. Yeah, we ch- hear that every year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well said, Matt. Well said. <laughs> I like There's that. some more honesty. We're, we'll flesh that one yeah, out. Yeah, uh, we'll flesh honesty. that we out like on this. Monday. I like this. All right, it all gets underway on Monday, so it should be a busy day. We look forward to chatting to you then, Matty. Thanks for your time. All right, fellas. There he is. Uh, he's a beauty. It's 4.14. Roots need to go to a break. Just a reminder, 4.35, Brett Kamali to preview the NRL Grand Final gets underway Sunday. Should be a cracker. Phil Harper from the Adelaide Crows to talk about tonight's showdown one at Adelaide Oval. A Balfour's in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Roots. 420, appreciate your company on the 
Eve. Is it still the Eve, Rooch? No, that's the day before. Yeah, On the day the of. Day of, yeah. First showdown ever exactly. in the AFLW between Port and the Crows. A lot of people walking around town with their Port and Crows clobber on. We are here thanks to the Hyundai Tucson Turbo Diesel. It's in stock now. Let's attend to a few of the techs, Rooch, if we can. Uh, Rooch, you can answer this. What is the minimum number of changes the Crows have to make to the list? Three. And we'll... Hang on, Rooch. And we'll... <laughs> You little eager beaver. And will they have enough draft picks to do it, Matt, in Brisbane? I'm not sure what he means by the second no. part, but they must delist three players. Every club must. Yeah. Minimum of three. Um, I'll read that again. The, and every list, and will they have draft enough pick. draft picks to do it? Oh, right. Will they be able to replace them? Well, you always get... Draft picks. Yeah. You can go into round eight of the draft. Yeah. You'll get so, picks. No, they'll, have, they'll have plenty there. They that's not, not a be problem. Good picks, that's all. Um, here we go. It's being reported that West Coast are saying pick 27 isn't enough for Rioli. Port need to move on that. Overs. Exactly what West Coast will do. They'll do the argy bargy yeah. at the beginning and then they'll just accept the second round pick. You reckon? Yep. I think they'll take a. I reckon you'll end up giving them a fourth rounder as well. Oh, that's. Loose change. Mm. All right. Hi, lads. Uh, Jessica Adamson hosted the Crows oh, Club okay. Championship. Uh, Joe from Camden Park. Jess yeah. is lovely. She's a wonderful newsreader. She was hardly dealt by by Channel 7, if I can make that editorial comment, Roach. Okay. Well, she's doing a wonderful job and rating well. Mm. Uh, getting excited for tonight is another text. I think they'll get at least 30,000. Interesting to note that the showdown medal winner from the first women's showdown will get their award before the medal winner of the yes, first men's showdown. Exactly. Time for the two clubs to sort out the retrospectives. Billy from Queenstown, That's he's a always very good point. Always logical. Rich, you were really proactive with that. And it just just fell away. Why don't people attend to it? It's it's not that hard, is no, it? No, it's not. It's quite easy actually. And you know what they should do? They should do it for the next six men's showdowns. They should present it at the start of each one of those. First one, Darren Mead. First one next year, Darren well, Mead. You worked it out based on the round all votes, the voting, and club the champion voting, umpires votes. And the advertiser at the time. Yeah. You don't mention them anymore now. Not not as credible since she left. <laughs> you used to put their voting in as well. Yes, I did. And now you've dropped that out. <laughs> don't mention it. <laughs> don't mention it at all. Don't mention it. Uh, boys, here's another one. Is uh, from Phil. What do you know about Aaron Francis to Port? Player manager Nick Geesham was on Trade Radio earlier and he said he expected him to end up there. Oh, okay. All right. Well, we thought Port were having a real sniff and then we heard that Sydney were doing likewise. A lot will unfold. Won't be a difficult get. Mm. Oh, here we go. Apologies to Darren. I didn't see this text. Uh, Can you ask the guru, that's Matt Rendell, not us, why Port would go for Graham instead of using Finlayson in that role? As Finlayson can take a grab, his kicking is good and he can get the hard ball as well as receive on the outside. Mm. Um, I'm thinking more if you don't get a tall defender, I would like Finlayson to go into defence. It's an interesting thought, isn't it? But I get what you're saying, Darren, and uh, I want to go on record again, Roach, as I bang the table to say I was one of the few that really promoted the positives of Jeremy Finlayson going to port. There were that many naysayers out there. Why are everyone so negative, Roach? 
Because he was inconsistent at GWS. No, it's you, I think. You've had an effect on everyone. Uh, hi, boys. This is from Steve. Oh, my goodness. Oh, is this Steve? Oh, well, you're the only one in here. <laughs> <laughs> hi, boys. What a, oh, expletive, expletive, expletive joke. Oh, language. Every year it's the same with Reed. Teams further up the ladder trade better and we sit on our hands. That's oh. from Steve. A uh, couple of big deals, though, Steve. I mean, it, you can't get three superstars in one year. Mind you, Geelong's <laughs> Richmond having a fair go. <laughs> well, Richmond have. Oh, dear. That's, uh, that's amazing, isn't it? All right, we're going to go to a break, Rooch, because uh, we have to do another break before we go to the 4.30 News. Right. A Balfour's in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and the Rooch. Nearly right on 4.30, we are live from Studio Lumo USA. Thanks to Hyundai and Balfour's massive game happening at the Adelaide Oval tonight. The first of the showdowns in the AFLW. It's going to be a cracker. Hey, been forgetting to say, we're doing a nearest the pin. Who wins tonight and by how much? Send us a text, 0427154166. You can win a mobile battery charger, all thanks to Signet, valued at $60. Who wins the showdown tonight and by what margin? A couple of quickies, Roach, because we are late. This text says Max Michelani will be one of the Crows' three draft picks. Well, my understanding is there's a fair chance they would like him, but they may not even have the points to get him. So where does he fit in the draft? We'll get Matt Rendell to explain that to us mm. next week, where he'll fit Monday. in the draft order, yeah. yeah and then where we'll work out how many points will be needed and who are the, the likely counter-bidders, yeah. Mm. But that is my understanding, that they will struggle to get the points. And uh, so someone may take him a little bit earlier than was anticipated. Yeah, we'll find out from Matt where he fits. Is he a first, second or third round call? And how Adelaide would then have to go to collect the points, the draft picks, to be able to secure his... Drafting to Adelaide. Another text from Benny from Martin. G'day, Benjamin. Uh, afternoon, gentlemen. School holidays. Get around me. <laughs> Just mm-hmm. took a look at Port's coaching panel for next year. A lot of ex-hard nuts. I love that. Mm. There we go. A positive yeah, one. We've had a few negative comments. Another quickie, Roach. I know we've got to go to a break. In the news, uh, this is from Johnny K at Kensington. Hi, guys. Can you please let us know who will be restricted, unrestricted free agents? that the Crows can possibly target next season. If Horn Francis is their primary target, how sure are the Crows they will get him? Interesting. And it's not one that they will answer, Johnny. We can uh, give well, you next John, week. we will have to wait till the AFL declares him in about May, restricted or unrestricted, but we yeah. can tell you which players are out of contract and in the free agency market. Yeah, and we'll, we'll, we'll go through it on Monday. We'll have a bit more time, Johnny. Give us a reminder then. That's one for Roach. Uh, here's a text, Ruchi Angelo. That's different. It's the way it's written, Ruch. How poor is Gold Coast list management if the Premiers can afford to take on Bo's contract, but a team that finished out of the eight has to offload him? I think they explained that pretty well last night. Well, Gold quick Coast, answer. Saying when, that when, they got so many first-rounders, they're not going to be able to keep them, so yeah, someone has to move out. And you have to pay overs. Yeah. All right, we need to go to the news because on the other side, we're going to preview the big NRL grand final between Parramatta and Penrith with the former State of Origin star, Brett Kamali. 
a Balfour's in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Roots. 4.36 on a glorious Friday afternoon. We are here thanks to Balfour's, no matter your club's colours. Balfour's are for the game. We're live from Studio Lumo SA, right here at number one King William Street in the city. If you're going past, give us a wave. Stack of people heading down to Adelaide Oval already for the very first showdown W. Port Adelaide taking on the Adelaide Crows in the women's competition and there's going to be over 30,000 people there. That mm. is staggering. Another big game happening on Sunday. Roots You'll looking- be with the Eels, won't you? With the Eels, too right. They're the old Blue and gold. Yeah, blue and gold. My old club's colours. Talking of old clubs, our next guest has played for nearly every bloody club I've ever seen. Ah, but he was a shark at heart. He played for Newcastle, Hunter Mariners, Melbourne Storm, Roach. He went where the money was. Northern (laughs) Eagles, Cronulla Sharks, (laughs) Canterbury Bulldogs. (laughs) Represented New South Wales on 10 occasions and played for Australia as well. He's part of the SEM team. He'll be calling the game on the weekend. Brett Kamali. Don't take that line down, Brett. Oh, you got more money than the ball can put. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Brady, how thank you for your time. How big is this? This is the first time that these two clubs have ever met in an NRL grand final, the Eels and Penrith. Yeah, it's pretty amazing, isn't it, um, for how long these two sides have been in the competition. Uh, that this is the first occasion that they're going to meet in a grand final. I think atmosphere-wise, it's probably going to be one of the best grand finals we've, mm. we've been a part of for a long, long time. Obviously, you now, two very proud, very strong supported Western Sydney clubs. Um, the NRL Grand Final was unfortunately in Brisbane last year because of COVID and the whole competition moving. So um, I did watch the AFL Grand Final. So I saw how special that was to play back at the MCG, which is mm. the home of the AFL. Um, I think it'll be very, very special for NRL to have the, the NRL Grand Final back in its traditional home, which is Sydney. So, Brad, help us. If you do not barrack for the Eels or the Panthers... Are you going to be an Eels supporter simply because of the long drought since 1986? Are they just the everyone's team at the moment if you don't barry for Penrith? I agree with that, yeah. I think Penrith have, Penrith have created some a great uh, legacy the last few years. This will be their third grand final they've yeah. played in in a row. Um, they've got a wonderful football side. They've all turned into representative players. I'm going to say 85% or 90% of yeah. their squad have all come through Penrith system. So you either love them or you do hate them. Um, there was a thought a couple of years ago that they were a little bit cocky and arrogant. So um, there was that was a bit of a knock they had on them for a while, but I think they're just the best mates and they enjoy playing good brands of football. So they're the best I've seen for a long, long time. They trust their systems. They, they don't play an expansive game, but they yeah. just trust their and play the same style for the full 80 minutes. Um, traditionally, they're not a side that score a... 50 points or a 60 points like maybe a Roosters or a Melbourne yeah. Storm sometimes do when they get red hot. Parramatta probably have the ability to score 50 or 60 when they get red hot. So I think if you had tickets to the grand final and you don't go for either side, you will definitely become a Parramatta fan. Longest drought in NRL, ARL history. Um, you know, 09 they played in the grand final. Melbourne Storm won it, but then had that premiership taken off the Melbourne Storm yes. as well. Yeah, so yeah. been waiting a fair while for this. And... Um, I will say they probably won't be in another grand final for at least five years after this game because Ooh. they lose a couple of very, Ooh. very key players in key positions for the football club. So is it an emotional week for the Eels? Are they, are they wheeling out everyone from 86 and all of a sudden that becomes a bit of an emotional ride for the current players? 
Yeah, I think so, yeah. I, I've, I've just heard that, obviously, Parramatta have finished their last training session today, so they'll obviously rest up tomorrow. They'll try and keep it as, as low-key as they can. Um, obviously, grand final week in Sydney has been huge. Um, street parades, have had open fan days. Every player has been a part of a lot of the media this week, um, and the focus is purely on two teams left in the competition. When there's 16 in the competition, that gets shared around it. So I think grand final week is the biggest week outside of State of Origin football. Yeah. Um, State of Origin goes for 10 days in camp, and it's just such a big build-up of millions and millions of people, and there's only two teams playing that weekend or that week of competition. So I think NRL is the highest thing or the best thing or the, the greatest thing you can achieve. Yeah. Probably sits just above State of Origin. Um, but, yeah, I think it'll be all about, you know, I think I remember I interviewed Reid Marnie, so I called the game for SCN two weeks ago mm. and interviewed Reid Marnie when they won at Combank Stadium against the Canberra Raiders and said, oh, well, you've got another week now to play for the uh, for the Parramatta side to keep your time going because he's off to Canterbury. And he, he pretty much summed it up and said that they were the club that gave him an opportunity, had faith in him, created him and turned him into what he is. And he, he you know, he wants to send the club out as a winner. Yeah. So he's a player, I think, that plays a key position for Parramatta. And I'll be very interested to watch how he goes on Sunday because of the emotion of maybe wanting to try too hard of to course. win the game, to, yep. to, to send Parramatta out that winner before he leaves the club and goes off to the dogs. Brett, this is fascinating. In the AFL world that we're in here in Adelaide, we're debating as to where the AFL grand final will fit as a twilight or night. And then I'm reading today the NRL players or a group of NRL players are trying to push it back to a day. Where's, where's the push to want it to be back to a day grand final rather than a twilight and finish under lights? Yeah, well, I think the night grand final, I've just got a run sheet actually here from the NRL today, and 7.30pm is expected to be kickoff. So um, knowing that I'll probably be a little bit later than that, it's you know it's a long day waiting. Mm. Um, it's obviously what you can't do when you go to an NRL game is you can't sit there on the bench and watch the game before you or the entertainment before you because, one, you have no seat. And two, you, you just want to not be around it because you don't want to play your game too early, but then you don't want to go in the change rooms and get dressed okay. too early because then you sit around too long. So I'm a huge fan of believing that I think it could go back to an afternoon into twilight grand final. Um, State of origin football, so many kids during the week, it doesn't kick off till 8.15. They're asleep before halftime or bits and pieces. Oh. And I think the development and the future of the game, you've got to give kids dreams. The afternoon barbecues, they have the great fan. You, you know, you can have a... a Bit of festival festival afternoon, but I think that 7:30 kickoff. That's you know I think we're off air at 11 p.m. and I'm sure I'll be stuck in a car park trying to get out of ANZ precinct still at that time because of the game finishing probably about 10 o'clock and you know the the precinct being full of 70 or 80 thousand people and a struggle to get home. So I think the the game of football and the game of AFL and the game of cricket and everything that is an entertainment sport. There's so many choices to have. You've got to make the experience the best experience we can make it. Um, and I just think this being on at, at 7.30, which will probably be a bit late, you getting out there at 11, you know, I don't know how many time how many kids will be up and around and how many kids are going to watch the full 80 minutes on, on TV. So I'm a fan of the afternoon day game in the night. I think the football game in a day is a better game of football because there's no dew on the field. You can pass the ball more um, and probably a better... Um, a better entertainment for points scored. If we want to talk about points scored, I think the day game will give us more excitement than probably what a night game will give us because of, um, like, where it's still been raining for the last two days here in Sydney as well. So we're going to talk about night at ANZ Stadium that is traditionally a, a slippery stadium. 
and then we'll make it night time as well. So that sort of lessens the excitement, not the excitement, but lessens the um, execution and the movement of the football. Okay. Great answer. Interesting. Uh, Interesting. Brett, when we're previewing AFL games down here, we talk about some sides being more suited to the conditions of the day, and that's because of tools and smalls and game style. Uh, there's a 70% chance of showers for your game on Sunday. If it's a wet game, does it favour Penrith or, or Parramatta Eels, or it doesn't matter as much? Well, it probably favours Penrith. Penrith are the best defensive team in the competition. They have the best kicking game in the competition through a guy called Nathan Cleary. Um, and the back, and the, I think the forwards are pretty much matched up. I think both forward battles will be pretty much neck and neck. We've got the two New South Wales halfbacks going against each other. Parramatta, on their best days, are a very expansive football team that have a lot of the passing between the 7-6 and the 1. So... Uh, where Penrith play a lot of football more more off their forwards and more change of angles and through their dummy half and happy Coruscant. So mm. I think wet weather football suits Penrith. Um, it needs to be a, a, probably a super dry day. Parramatta need to be at their best. Parramatta are a side, I don't know who you can relate to in the AFL, but Parramatta are a side that when they're 10 out of 10, they can beat anyone and play brilliant. But they also have the ability to be a 4 out of 10 in the same time or the same year. So there's no the, the gap between the great and the worst is... is Probably the, I think the highest in probably the top eight sides that made the semi-finals. Okay, mm. now Brett, help us out with another AFL NRL issue. If we follow you to Magic Round, what's it like? Unbelievable! The biggest event there is for three days at whatever venue host it, festival or sport. Um, you get tickets for three days of rugby league. You get to go in and out of the event. You get to go and be a part of it. I think I think they've agreed to go to Magic Round next year in Brisbane. And then I think they'd, I'd like to see it promoted. Throughout, go to New Zealand, go to Townsville, go to Combank of Parramatta, go to Melbourne. Um, obviously, we take State of Origin to Perth into yeah. Adelaide, and it's been great success. So, um, I remember watching a, a, the English Super League had did it multiple times, where they take it to a venue that it, that doesn't host rugby league regularly and just make it a weekend festival. So, mm-hmm. I think it's a great opportunity. I know you guys should take it on board. We obviously are the premier code, so if you want to follow, you can come on board. I was waiting yeah. for that. I was waiting for yeah. that. Is Peter Vlandy's nearby? Is, he? is Peter Vlandy's holding up cue cards for you, is he? Oh, dear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, thanks, Brett. He's a shy, retiring man, Peter Vlandy's, yeah, isn't he? Yeah. Well, I reckon it's going to happen. It'll probably happen in your city, if not Brisbane. All right, Brett. Let's get the tip. Uh, yeah, let's get the tip, and by how much? Uh, I think Penrith win. I think Penrith are just such a good side that trust their systems. Uh, if you said 70% rate on Sunday, I'll have Penrith winning. Uh, I'm going to say eight points. Eight points. Say, yeah. And I think Dylan Edwards will effectively get our, our Clive Churchill medal, which is the equivalent to Norm your Smith. player in the match last yeah, week. Yeah, Norm, Norm Smith. Smith medal, yeah. Hey, we look forward to the coverage. We'll be hearing it here on SENSA Live from 5.30. Brett, really appreciate your time. Have a wonderful call. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Thanks Brett. He's an absolute ripper. We learned a lot then. Yeah, we did. We did. Mm. So there you are. This whole issue of timing of grand finals is very it's, interesting. It's isn't a it? good question, Roach, uh, and that is way too late to yeah. be finishing. You uh, do even if sport, it's on yeah. a holiday or whatever, for kids, you can't deny kids and expect them no. to still be up at 11, 11.30. Yeah, I saw it in the US, and when I used to watch the Baseball World Series and they were still playing big matches, big games, sorry, in baseball, mm. after midnight, and the logic was, imagine if you were a kid of a Boston Red Sox family and you never saw the Red Sox win the World Series because it was happening after midnight and you'd been sent to bed. Mm. It's just, it's, Brett's made a very good Worst point. Worst parents ever, sending you to bed on such an occasion, Rich. Mm, well, you um, know what baseball's like. It goes I'm, for the best of seven. It might not be that night. Yeah, I'm a traditionalist, but I, I could live with twilight. 
But I'm just yeah. as happy, Rooch, at yep. the traditional yeah, time. I certainly don't want a 11 o'clock finish. 4.48, stack of texts coming through. Just a reminder, Phil Harper will join us after yes. five. And we are doing the nearest the pin for tonight's inaugural women's showdown. A number of texts coming through. Nearest the pin. This one is for no name on this one. It says Adelaide by somewhere between 118 <laughs> and 120 <laughs> points. <laughs> I like it. We have your number. You are registered. Um, <laughs> here's so another one. Speak. Crows by 25 five points. That's Daryl from Port Adelaide. Good on you, Daisy. Is that Daryl Borlase? No. Port by one point. Dowricks both get the first shared Medal since 2005. Yeah. That's uh, Billy from Queenstown. Keep them coming through. Uh, oh, we've got a text here, something Matt Rendell has said on Trade Radio. Ooh. We'll get to that on the other side of the break. A Balfour's in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and the Roots. Before we're live and interactive, you can send a text on 0427154166. We're here thanks to Balfour's. No matter your club's colours, Balfour's are for the game. And our good friends at Hyundai, if you're looking for a new vehicle, uh, have a look at the Tucson. It's a ripper, isn't it, Roach? Magnificent. What's the most... Um, um, Striking feature, feature of it? Feature, yeah, beautifully said. Well, the technology is way in advance of every other car that's on the market. Yeah. The turbo engine is superb. You are the, the king. style. You are the, the king of ad lib. style yeah. of its design. Enough. Is You're going to get into tomorrow's it. Tomorrow's car. Shut up. Available today. Roach. Let's go to Louis. Hello, Louis. <laughs> hey, boys. How are we? Oh, anything to stop him from talking. <laughs> How are you, Lewis? What have you got for us? Oh, I'm pretty good, mate. It's Friday, so I can't complain. What yes. about you, boys? Yeah, you got the Friday feels. Looking forward to knock off. Roach might buy his first beer ever. <laughs> Oh, lovely, lovely. <laughs> nice. Um, hey, oh, Hang on, it's not snowing. About... No, it's not snowing. won't happen. just wanted to ring up about Junior Rioli, boys. Um, so, as I understand, he's out of contract this year, isn't he, Roach? Correct. So, I know Port need a facilitated trade, but I think if Port actually dragged their feet here, they can get him for a fraction of the price. So... I mean, if you really look at it, a West Coast going to be prepared to retain Junior Rioli after he's already expressed his interest to be traded. Uh, West Coast fans welcome. Are they going to welcome back? Welcome him back, having already felt betrayed. Oh. Uh, are West Coast going to dip deeper into their back pocket and pay Junior Rioli what he's asking? Louis, are West Coast Louis. going to ignore Junior's want to be closer to his family? Yeah, well, well, I, I just think if you take this to the very last minute, eventually they're going to fold. So, what would you pay? Because I went down that track with Matty Rendell and he said, Kim, what's the difference between 27 and 35? Yeah. And have a look at what yeah, you're saying. Well, well. You saying. Do you really reckon they'd let him go? I reckon they'd play hardball for a third rounder. Well, they can play hardball all they like, but they're going to have to redraft him and it's going to be a little bit awkward. So I, I, no, they don't have to I'd redraft him. They don't have to redraft him, Louis. He just doesn't get traded. He sits there until October 31 and they recontract him. Yeah, so why, why can't... Port recontract him. They because have he's to not a Port Adelaide player. Trade, they, they have to trade for him. So is, does he have to sit out for 12 months if he doesn't um, agree to West Coast terms? Oh, yeah, he's out of footy. 30 yeah, 30. he's out of footy. Uh, he, has to, he has to stand out, yeah. does he? Yeah. That, that's, okay. But Matt Rendell's right. Don't be silly about it. If you're the one who's courted the player and bringing him over, you have to pay, pay what you bit, have to pay. Pay a little bit more. Yeah. And you have a look at yeah, what Port has got. Port has, at this point, pick eight. Pick 27, 
and two picks in the 50s. There's only one of those picks that's going to do the deal. Hand it over. Yeah, look, I'm hoping we just go to the draft, to be honest. I think there's a, there's a terrible smell to what I think Port are trying to do this off-season. That top-up thinking they're in a premiership window and you only had to watch the finals to see how far off the mark they actually are. So I'm just a bit nervous, boys, that's all. Yeah, I know, but that... People get like that when they're so passionate, which you are, about your club. But I know there's a lot of ifs. Orazio, if you get him for a season, you didn't have him at all. Lysett. Yeah, you get Lysett back. If, if Junior Rioli's there, Georgiata's improves 20%, which he should just naturally. Marshall's but, turned into a player, hasn't he? He has. There's no doubt about that. And then you have Butters and you have Rosie. I know you lose Amon, which is huge. You still don't get that tall defender. That's why. How do you feel just quickly about... Finlayson going to defence, or am I miles off? I don't love it. I haven't really seen him play much defence, certainly not um, accountable defence. I wouldn't mind us having a chat to Fisher McAfee, but I think he'll probably get better coin over in Victoria. Yeah, it was interesting. He got stopped at the airport uh, today. Are you pro? I think I saw your text. You're happy with Jack Graham? Yeah, I don't mind it for the right price, boys. Mm. Certainly if we're going to give up pick eight and get back 19, um, I want a bit of what Matt Rendell's smoking, but, um, <laughs> you know, that's half of the course, it seems. But, um, look, if we get him for the right price, I like him. He's got uh-huh. good leadership qualities. He's clearly very much a role player. He's not a superstar, but yeah. uh, I, I think he'd be good for the culture. 24, right age. Um, sort of not going to be as good as Travis Spoke, but he sort of fills that mould a little bit, I All think. Right. So, no, I don't mind Quality it. Louis, let's do this the other way. What if it becomes... 27 for Graham and a future second for Rioli. I'd like Yeah, that. look, I'm a little bit hesitant about futures just because I don't know what's going to go on in uh, in 2024 and what direction we're going to head in. So if, if, if Port have planned and put all their you know ducks in a row and are planning for the future, which we know that they do years out in advance, then I'm okay with it. But... But, yeah, well, I suppose we'll see how things transpire. And let's not forget about a young lad uh, called Josh Sin. He could uh, yes. really leapfrog a few this year. Good on you, Louie. Have a great long weekend. Uh, love your input. If you want to have your say, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. 736 Here's a quickie reach before the 5 o'clock news. Uh, text saying, uh, no name on this one. Uh, hey, guys, just listen to the chat with Matt Rendell. The situation with Bose. Why would Adelaide not be interested in working it into the Rankin deal? E.g., Rankin, Bowes, seven, pick seven to Adelaide for five and a future second. Bowes could well be ready, made replacement for Luke Brown. There's also going to be growing question marks over both Will Hamill and Paul Seedsman moving forward. That's easy to answer. You, can't, you cannot pay Rankin and Jack Bowes the same. You Bose. just can't do it. Bowes, you just can't pay him. Salary cap's going to go, and they want to keep salary cap space for the horn then, identity. The know, horn the, identity. The, the horn identity. Uh, right. Hello, Steve. Okay. G'day, Steve. Um, it's a five o'clock reach, and then people will be texting saying, well, how come Geelong can fit everyone in? Uh, yeah, we're always wondering how Geelong fit everyone in. <laughs> well, the they constantly get, say that they all play for less. And the sooner the we get that declared publicly, like happens in other professional sports, we'll be better and wiser for it, won't we? Phil Harper, the general manager of football for the Adelaide Crows AFLW program, up next. Three 
minutes past five. We're in the home straight. Reggie Retreach, uh, start of a long weekend. But we'll be back on Monday. We don't get the long weekend because the AFL trade gets underway in its official form on Monday. Looking forward to bringing you all the latest with that. Three minutes past five. We're here thanks to our good friends at Hyundai. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech Drive, a Hyundai Tucson Turbo Diesel all-wheel drive today. Quick text, Roach. Uh, Boys, Marty Frederick was on the table for Junior Rioli. That's from Mickle. Obviously, that didn't affect things. Uh, Hasn't yet. I'm meant to follow that up because one of the player managers actually brought that up saying that actually Marty should take up that option, but the word was he wasn't going to do it. All righty. And, and he does be- have a say, bear in mind. Yeah, just before we get to our next guest, looking forward to chatting to Phil Harper. We're doing a nearest the pin on tonight's game, the AFLW showdown, the first one ever. There'll be over 30,000 people yes. there. Uh, this one says, Crows by 82 points. That's from Arthur in Harndorf. P.S. is Michelangelo tossing the coin before the game tonight, Roach. You do have a new T-shirt on. That's no, dressed I'm up not. for you. I'm not going to toss the coin, thank All you. All right, let's go to a man with more sense than us. Uh, I introduced him before. He's the GM of football for the Adelaide Crows AFLW program, Phil Harper. Hello, Phil. Hello, Kimbo. How are you going? What not... sort of T-shirts Roach got on? Uh, it's just a plain white one. It's more like a pillar slip, but it's, uh, it's a nice change. He normally <laughs> likes the maroon, as you know. I do know that. Nothing yeah. wrong with Queensland, is there, Phil? No, no, we love the Queenslanders. Yeah. Hey, we've had a few texts, and we had, there, there was a young man that's been in the media for a while on another radio station that had a fair dribble about Adelaide not getting the first home game in the AFLW showdown. Is it an issue, Phil? And how was it decided? Um, well, no, it's not an issue for us. I mean, each uh, each team had to put in their requests for what they want at the start of the year, and um, and Ports, which we supported, was to have a a showdown, the first showdown at Adelaide Oval, and we supported that. And our our request was to play Melbourne in round one as a grand final replay. Now that didn't work out too well for us. <laughs> yeah. So hopefully, yeah. hopefully this one works out a bit better for well, us. Well, actually, tonight. but you win from this, Phil. You get six games in Adelaide now instead of five. No, that's exactly right. So out of Smart ten games, uh, yeah. and we were just saying that at work today to you know, to have three games in a row at home, uh, you know, albeit this is an away game for us, yeah. is, is great. And uh, in a 10-week in a season, just to be travelling four times, we're pretty happy with that. Yeah, now, yeah, how, have you appro- that. how have you approached this game? We saw in the men's in the last two showdowns that the Port Adelaide Football Club had a fair bit to say. Now, you're in a superior position on the ladder to what Port Adelaide are, but uh, we haven't heard a lot out of the club this week. Oh, no, no, we're, you know, we're just trying to go about our business and you know, we're, we're building. I mean, as, as I said at the start there, we didn't play very well in the first round. We didn't play much better in the second round, but we got it done in the last quarter avalanche and, and we've continued to build from there. And then last week out of the blue, you know, our team just exploded and played probably as good as I've mm. ever seen them play. So hopefully we can continue that on this week. But, you know, uh, I'm pretty sure... If you look at the statistics and, and that sort of stuff, you know, Porter are a strong tackling side, strong contested mm. side. So it'll be pretty serious uh, in, that, in the first half at least and then you know, hopefully we can get on top. But you know, who knows, in the showdown, if I, go, if I gauge it on the men's showdowns, uh, you know, it's not a great thing to be favourite in them because uh, no. uh, quite often you get beaten when you're the favourite in a showdown. Phil, one of the things that was pointed out when we became the two AFL team, City of Adelaide, that... Having competition in town makes you work harder. Is it going to be the same in the AFLW? Are you feeling that having Port on your doorstep makes you work harder at the AFL level at your own club? 
Oh, absolutely. I mean, yeah, we, we, we train harder, but more so, you know, we just went through a draft where, you know, all of a sudden we don't get a pick till yeah. five picks into yeah. the draft. And so we've got to do a lot more work on our recruiting and, mm. and that sort of thing. So, yeah, yeah, we do have to work harder. We, you know, we, we enjoy you know, the, the status that we've had over the last six or so years. Uh, but on the other hand, we're really happy. I, I think we should be proud of South Australians. I remember the first year that it came in, neither team were going to get a team That's in right. South Australia because there wasn't enough female talent mm. in South Australia to, to be afforded a team. And we had to go and join with the NT because our board was really determined to be yep. part of it. So we joined with the NT and, and got in. But the fact that now there is, you know, there's enough talent, you only see the ones coming through in, in that young port team uh, to, to service both teams. To, and, and that's something we should be proud of. No matter what the result today, there's enough talent and there's enough people playing footy. It's gone from 11 teams to 338 teams in seven wow. years, uh, which is, it's amazing, like, you know, I, I know the people of the AFL must be over the moon because you know I can't think of anywhere else where you'd get an increase, a spike increase like that in in participation. So it's great. We should be proud of South Australians that there's so many young girls playing footy and and have the ability to go all the way and play with either Port or the Crows or or any of the other clubs. Well, Phil, you've introduced a couple of new pocket battleships. That's what I call them. A uh, little Baz <laughs> Ballard and Waterhouse. I tell you, I wouldn't like to get between the two of them. Uh, they look all right. Yeah, well, I mean, you've got to have the... I mean, that's what's great about our game, isn't it? There's the the place for the talls like Montana McKinnon Mm. in our team, but there's the place for the smalls. I mean, Rochelle Martin has been a a, a wonderful player for us over the last couple of years, and and Abby Ballard's come on this year after playing a couple of games last year, and then uh, for the first time last week, uh, Jess Waterhouse played. And she's got some tricks, Jess, and mm. uh, she, she put a few of them on display last week, and we hope that that's just the start of a, a great career for her because she's, she's been really diligent in training. She's pestered the coaches all the way through. She just wants to be really good at, at what she does, which is what you want in any player, uh, you know, someone who's determined to be good. Now, Reach put a photo of the showdown plate or platter that you're playing for. There's been an underwhelming response. We've just got a text here saying, Afternoon, guys. Going by the look of the showdown footy platter, plate, I feel best on ground should be awarded a box of crackers and dip. Uh, a lot of people saying it's just not the uh, biggest or best trophy they could have been playing for. Well, look, I, uh, to be honest, 100% also, I haven't seen it yet, but Doc uh, Clark saw it the other day and he did say the plate on its own didn't look that great. Yeah. However, apparently there's a mahogany uh, uh, stand that it stands on that you'll be able to put, hopefully, crows, 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 Roach, not port, 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 on it uh, uh, as to the winning team each year sort of thing. So I think there's a yourself. bit more than just the plate. Okay, <laughs> no, no, and especially in Doc's I, I big hands. With a hopefully, yeah. hopefully. Yeah. In Doc's big hands, it looked like a kid's frisbee. Well, that's right. I mean, he did say it was underwhelming mm. as the plate itself, but apparently there's a there's some more to the plate than just the plate, if you know okay. what I mean. Phil, the thing that's really different about this showdown that never has played out in the men's version is you've got three women who have left an enormous legacy at the Adelaide Footy Club. Erin Phillips, Ange Foley, Justine Mules, who have crossed the bridge to port. How does that play out tonight? Oh, well, it'll be interesting. I mean, we, we couldn't have more respect for those yeah. three. I mean, I think I've said on your station before, we wanted them all to stay and play with yeah. us. We wanted all our players to stay because we, we loved them to death and we loved the fact that, like, I remember ringing Erin back in 2016 and she was playing for the Dallas 
whatever they're called, wings, and wings, they yeah. were playing in Phoenix. And as I uh, as I spoke to her on the phone, I said, now, before we start, I don't want you to hang up on me. I know that you're port, but this is crows <laughs> ringing you. Uh, and she said, no, 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 I won't hang up on you. And you know, as it turns out, yeah, she was just mm. that keen to play the game that she loved, uh, that she was prepared to, to cross that divide. So the fact that she went back over the other side uh, to try and help them when they started off is... Yeah, we as I said, we wanted her to stay, but we certainly understand her reasons behind that. And and the other two are great mates of hers, and um, and you know, Ange was getting towards the end of her career, so we understand it. We didn't like it. We don't want anyone to leave, but uh, we we certainly understand it, and uh, we'll be busting our boiler to beat them tonight, uh, as they'll be busting their boiler to beat us. Sure. Well, the weather gods have done the right thing. We think we're going to get over thirty thousand people there. It's ten dollars entry. It's free if you're under eighteen. Do you have a message for your supporter base to get down to the Adelaide Oval tonight? Ah, oh, just look. This is going to be a great. It's history. Uh, this this whole thing is history. Um, you know, we were lucky enough to win the first premiership in the AFLW, but to be at this game. The first one, the first showdown in, in women's footy will be a, a great thing that you can say, I was there that night. And, and hopefully, you know, our team's ready uh, to put on a good show and I'm sure that Paul will be as well. So it'll be worthwhile coming down and for 10 bucks, well, what can you get for 10 bucks these days? Not one much and a half at all. Coffees or something. Not much at all. Hey, <laughs> Phil, really appreciate your time. May the best team win. Yes, I'm, I'm sure that the best team will win, as usual. <laughs> well, it's not always that way, though, is it? There he is. It's going to be a cracker. Maybe we'll get 40,000 reach. All right, we need to get a, go to a break. We've got a lot to get through. You remember what you have to do tonight? I've done it. What have you done? My Friday forecast. Damn, I thought I'd quit yet. A Balfour's in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Roots. 5.17, we are in the home straight. Kimbo and The Roots with you. Uh, thanks to Balfour's, no matter your club's colours, Balfour's are for the game. We're live at number one King William Street. A lot of Port supporters walking past. What about... Roach is waving to everyone, and they just completely iced you. Roach, you got nothing back. Not, they weren't looking in, but I was waving at them. Yeah, yeah, you got nothing. Donuts. That was awkward. I felt for you then. <laughs> <laughs> Not everyone right. looks in, Kim. All right, it's Friday. They didn't even look in. Yeah, and you started yeah. waving. You thought yes. you were a rock star. Uh, Daniel no, Rotolo from Craigmore. <laughs> so uh, nearest the pin, he goes for the Crows by 37 points. Uh, now, there was one I wanted to read out before, Roach. Look, let's get into I'll find it. I just clicked off it, actually. Uh, let's do our properties of the week, thanks to McGain Real Estate. McGain Real Estate, sold by McGain again. Two properties of the week. What have you got? Well, Mike Dobbins says he'll be here, but he's still in Fiji, isn't no, he? No, no, he got back from Fiji today. Ah. Yeah. The toupee out of the pool? Uh, he's got a new one. Oh, yeah. Zoe Ball <laughs> will definitely be there. 27 Mariner Avenue, Seacliff Park. An absolutely stunning Four-bedroom home. It overlooks the sea and the Marion Golf Course. It has a spacious two-storey home, offers three living areas plus an all-weather balcony to take in all the lovely views with family and friends. There's also a beautiful modern kitchen, two bathrooms, a powder room, Kim, mm -hmm. double garage, and a second paved entertaining area under the balcony. Now, if you've got 949000 they'll be happy to see you. 
The open time is Saturday, 12 to 12.30. Our lovely part of the world, Seacliff Park. That is value, 949000 Their other property of the week, Roach, is at 15 7th Avenue Hove down south, a beautifully presented 2017 built two-bedroom home on a Torrens title block. This modern and spacious home is perfect for downsizers looking to be close to the train and amenities. The home offers high ceilings throughout as well as ducted heating and cooling along with a modern kitchen open and plan living, private courtyard and lock-up garage. And mm. the price... 579000 to 599000 That is open this Saturday between 11 and 11.30am. If you are looking to buy or sell, we suggest strongly you get in touch with McGain Real Estate. That's why everywhere you go, there is a sign popping up saying, Sold by McGain again. It's Friday. Wednesday just don't go. All righty, we stole this off AFL 360. It's pretty simple. We have our sure thing of the week, our most at stake in our doomsday scenario. Oh, Rich is finally, he's, he has been waving to about 800 people and someone has finally waved back. Got more than a wave earlier. Oh, come <laughs> on, Rich, that's just creepy. Uh, what's your sure thing of the weekend? That every list manager in the AFL will need a Signet power pack on their mobile phones <laughs> because this is the time of the year when their phones are going to have surprise calls over the weekend. Yeah, very good, Roach. That's like cash that. for comments, that is. Uh, <laughs> yeah, where? Now, um, I'm, my sure thing is, because I love the underdog, been the underdog all my life, Roach. Never saw the Eags play in a final. Parramatta win the NRL Grand Final and they break that 36-year drought. Yep, You're like most that. at stake? Port Adelaide in this showdown W1. They need to make sure that they present themselves in the Port Adelaide way, if I can put it that way, Oh, Kim. none of the Port Adelaide. What's the Port Adelaide way? Well, it's the same as the Tigers way. It's an overused saying, yeah. isn't it? Well, Every club does Port Adelaide it. way, Kim. All right, understand where you're coming from. Please understand where I'm coming from because nothing would damage this lady's legacy. Ooh. But I think most at stake, Erin Phillips. There'll be a lot of attention. She may end up with Chelsea Randall on her. If she plays up forward, I think Chelsea Bedell will take her. Yeah. But, but if, we need the theatre. Well, we do. We do. But if she was to go, you know, three touches, four touches only, as I said, nothing. Hey, those four touches could be goal assists. You're all right. You're trying. I'm t- Roach, it's theatre, all right. Most at stake it was. Doomsday scenario. That's a horrible, horrible, horrible showdown W1. Mm-hmm. And the way that Adelaide played last week, ooh, that scoreboard could be really moving. We I've like, got, we I've like high scoring footy, but not if it's a blowout. I've gone the other way, Roach. Port Adelaide thumper, uh, the Crows. That nothing wrong be, with that. That would be a doomsday. Uh, nothing wrong with that. For me and many others. That'd be perfect. All right, we've got about a minute and a half to go. Roach, here's a text that's come through, came through earlier. Afternoon, guys. Uh, today's SEN. SA AFL Radio writes. Oh, you're the big release. dog. Press release, yes. Kim <laughs> Men- Dillon. Mentioned David Wildey yes. is moving across from AA. That's from Chris. You've poached one. Another one you've poached from Highmarsh Square. Uh, yes. Um, yes. So who's so, the team so far? Because there'll be more, won't there? You'll be, you'll be building a big team around you. Uh, yes, uh, there'll be myself, David Wildey in the call. So Wilds and I have called on many occasions over the years and we go back a lifetime, played junior footy against each other. Yep. I was Greenacres. He was North. a blue blood at Walkerville. And you're both at North. Played at North together. Um, yes, yeah, so it'll be, uh, I'll be heading up the call with David 
and then there will be Kane Corns and also Tyson Edwards, and we'll have a few others as well. Very so good. really looking forward to it. Uh, so every Crows... Don't want me on the boundary? No, definitely okay. not. I okay. uh, love you, though, but no. <laughs> every Port and Crows game... We need people down there, Rich, with fast twitch muscles, you know, that can respond quickly and don't procrastinate. Um, yeah, so really looking forward to it, Rich. And on a serious note, you'll be able to hear every game on 1629 and on 1323 Cruise. This is huge news. Yes. So we'll be cast on both stations. So it's going to be a magnificent AFL season well next year on SEN. And looking forward to David Wildey coming across. He's had a long and distinguished calling career at 5AA. I think he's been... 38 years or 28 years? 28 years at double A. 38? Yeah. Big news at Westies, although we knew this was coming. Adam Hartlett is the new senior coach. Oh, beautiful. Knew that was coming, didn't we? Yeah. That wasn't surprising. Hey, Patrick Naish, after playing some good footy, uh, is not being offered a contract at the West Coast Eagles, the boys from Richmond. Interesting. Have a great weekend, everyone. Thank you for your participation. It's a holiday on Monday. We'll be back at work because we love working. Right. Yes, we do. We love being here. Very natural response yes. from you there, Roots. Thank you very uh, much. Stay safe on the roads, <laughs> those that are travelling, and uh, we look forward to the start of draft week next Monday. Trade period. Oh, that's it. Sorry. Good night, everyone. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi finals, all thanks to McDonald's. Mackers, together and loving it. TNCs apply.